Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? All right, welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We just got the original crew today. We got Pops and LJ in the building. All right. What is going on, guys? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Not much. There's all kinds of stuff going on. We're going to jam-pack a lot in here. Like Sometimes we're real heavy football. I think we got all kinds of – not even just sports. There's all kinds of topics we're going to get on okay. today. All right. So we got to try to squeeze it all in. But I do want to start – Pops, because I thought this was funny. So, Woj reported that Harden has showed up to Rockets camp, right? You know, we, we all know he demanded a trade, or right. I, I don't know if it was a demand trade, but requested a trade. And he has shown up to Rockets camp. People were kind of wondering what took so long for him to get there. Now that he's there, he has to wait for six negative tests. You have to quarantine and wait for six negative tests. Well, I think I might have heard the funniest report ever because Woj was on uh, Sports Center, might have been SVP Sports Center, just regular Sports Center, but. He said that he was reporting that Harden has been in Vegas partying oh, up no. with Lil Baby, the rapper, oh, on man. his birthday. And there's like pictures all over TMZ. And then afterward, he uh, the next day he went to Dre's nightclub, which I Googled up Dre's nightclub. And it is voted the best live music in Las Vegas. And it is the home of nightlife entertainment on the strip. I think at knowing what we know about Harden, I have an idea of what may happen at Dre's nightclub. <laughs> mm. And so now, yeah, so now he has to wait for six days for negative tests. And I just thought this was hilarious and then thought it, how high this might rank on funny ways of requesting a trade in the NBA. Because <laughs> there's been some good ones, Pops. Hmm. Um, so here's just a little list of them. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, Dad, do you remember he was at the uh, Phoenix Suns and wanted yeah. to get out of the Suns? Right. And he just had he just sent out a tweet that just said, I don't want to be here. <laughs> oh, man. That pretty clear to the point. Well, and then people asked about it, and then he said that he he had like a, a terrible excuse that well, actually I was I was at the barber shop and I didn't have a ride, so that's why I was tweeting that. He tweeted that out to <laughs> oh his millions God. of followers. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Just recently, Anthony Davis wanting out of uh, New, New Orleans, Orleans, and he wore a "That's All Folks" shirt, <laughs> and it was like the day after he decided not to play. That was the shirt he was wearing. Oh so man, that's a good one. We got Jimmy Butler recently uh, when he was at Minnesota decided that he was going to do this little thing where he came to practice. It was after he was clearly upset, came to practice, and there was all kinds of reports. Apparently reporters were all over the place. It's like they knew something was going to happen. 
and he gets all the bench players and does five on five against Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins and just dominates them in practice. And like the quotes from practice is he's just dogging them, making them sound like they're chumps. Yeah. And then the next day, or maybe even hours later, Rachel Nichols just happens to be doing the jump on ESPN from Minnesota, and they have a special guest, Jimmy Butler, there. So <laughs> hmm. that was a good choreographed one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Porzingis, when he wanted out of the Knicks, decided to skip the exit meeting with Phil Jackson because he was riding a bike. Legit was decided <laughs> to ride a bike instead of go to his exit meeting. And that nice. made Phil, Phil Jackson upset. And my favorite of the recent ones, Andrew Bynum. I, he had a little stint with the Lakers, and everyone thought it was going to be great, and then it was all downhill from there. Well, he yep. went to Cleveland, and he wanted out of Cleveland. Imagine that. Yeah. And every time in practice to prove to get them to trade him, he decided he was going to shoot the ball every time he got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and not just shoot it, it. Literally, Dad, shooting from everywhere. The quote was, he stopped trying on the floor and became a disruptive presence in practice, writes uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Before Bynum was thrown out of his final practice and he was shooting the ball every time he touched it in a practice scrimmage from whatever remote part of the court he had caught it, whether it be at one baseline or the other, he was shooting instantly. <laughs> so I didn't know. So to be clear, you're saying that James Harden is partying it up in Las Vegas in an attempt to get traded. That's that's what he's Doing. Yeah, he was late to camp, and then now he's at camp, but he has to wait longer than most because he's yeah. been – like they, they look at what your recent events have been, and it's like, so, what have you been doing, James Harden? And it's not like go to the supermarket. It's, yeah. oh, I've been at multiple nightclubs in Vegas. Yeah, so him going to the Spearmint Rhino in Las Vegas is akin to <laughs> Andrew Bynum shooting it from the baseline of the I don't know. Other I side. think what Harden might have been doing is he saw the last dance, and he thought, is Carmen Electra busy? Let me see what she's up to. <laughs> I, and you brought up an older player, and that's one to ask you, Dad. I have one, but do you know? Do you remember any older players requesting trades or having some weird event? I have one. There was there was something where Latrell Sprewell at one point like choked a coach. Yeah, he choked <laughs> Jay Carlissimo. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> and he was traded very soon after. Very quickly yeah. after that. Yes, yes, he was traded very quickly. I'm trying to remember about Moses Malone. You know, Moses Malone went to from Houston to Philly. Uh, and played, I think, with Dr. J and got him a title. I think they got him a title. And if you remember, it was famous because uh, they asked Moses Malone, how were they going to do in the playoffs? And he said, fo, fo, fo. <laughs> they were going <laughs> to sweep. Now, I don't remember what shenanigans he might have pulled to get out of Houston. but, uh, but Robert Ory had a pretty good one. Do yeah. You, do, do, you, do you remember? I remember so Ory, of course. He wanted out of uh, Phoenix when he was at the Suns. And so in a game on January 5th, he had a trainer give him a towel, and he was using the towel to, to wipe off his hands or wipe off some sweat. And he tossed the towel back, looking like he just did it without looking. Well, it happened to land directly on Danny Ainge's head. I don't know <laughs> if he purposely did it or not. And then – on January 6th, Danny Ainge traded him from the Phoenix Suns. So hmm. that seemed to work out pretty well for Robert Ory. At least he got his end goal. I just think NBA players are something else. They yeah. <laughs> just Indeed. do whatever it takes to get out. Special group. Basketball season's getting ready. Training camps are going on. And I just thought those were funny. So we're, we'll keep an eye on basketball season. But we all know football is in full effect right now. We're getting in, the playoff pictures are up. The in the hunt graphics are showing up everywhere. <laughs> and... With many teams strutting their stuff and maybe getting into the playoffs, maybe not, you might not be able to go to the games to support your team, but you can still get in on all the action over at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props, even props like. 
who will win the AFC, who will get to the Super Bowl, who will, uh, all kinds of different props. They're the best. And BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Um, let's talk a little about the most recent action. I think week 13, is that what we just had? Yeah, week, week 13. 13. Week 13. And then the question that everybody wants to know, I'll start off with you, Pops. Was Greg Williams and the Jets purposely tanking to give up that touchdown to the Raiders that would have got them their first win? <laughs> so, so uh, you, you blanked out a minute. The, are the Jets tanking is the question. But, yes. So they had the game wrapped up against right. the Raiders. Right. And on the final play, they, they were up by four. They're up oh, by four with 13 oh. seconds. And what would beat them there, Pops? A touchdown. What, only A field goal would not do. A, a touchdown would not the do only it. Thing. But so in their... Uh, intellectual ability, they decide to rush eight, right, and leave three defensive backs one over. For anyone, <laughs> anyone that plays Madden, they ran engage eight right there. <laughs> I mean, I, and and as you can imagine, Henry Ruggs, the the guy from this past draft that is the the burner, burns him for a touchdown. By, yeah. by the, the way, run. let me give you a little information on that. Ruggs has run. He's tied for second for the fastest 40-yard dash of any active player in the NFL with a 4-2-7. And he was guarded by an undrafted free agent, Lamar Jackson. Not the Lamar Jackson, but a guy (laughs) named Lamar Jackson. And to make sure that he had plenty of help behind him, Greg Williams decided to play cover zero. (laughs) He plays a cover zero with 13 seconds left. I mean – Here's what I think on that. I mean, so that so so that that's how we get to the question, pops. the The loss was actually a win, right? They're still in the they're in the still in the Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Yes. So was it a tank job? What, what's your thoughts? Absolutely, it was a tank job, and absolutely, Greg Williams somewhere is getting a payoff for being the fall guy and falling on his sword and getting fired because they <laughs> did not want to win that game, and there's only one way to lose it. I, I, I mean, other <laughs> than the old. It- Dave Casper fumble and kick it a little bit way back in the day with Fred Belitnikoff <laughs> and Kenny Stabler. That's nice. way back. Nice. But, I mean, there's only one way to lose that game, and they did it. And so, uh, in that, isn't that the defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, the same guy Greg that was Williams, in who the has since bounty gate? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yep. he's I, he's not a great guy. Yeah. But so he, I think he got a payoff. I think he got a he got a nice little bonus as his parting as his last paycheck. You might be right. You might LJ, do you do you agree? I, you know I'm a conspiracy guy, but I actually don't don't agree with this. I just don't think there's any way. There, I, I think that's just Greg Williams, and he's he's insane. He loved, There's like clips that came afterward. He was at a Browns training camp, and like he was signing something for a fan, and like you hear a fan, Greg Williams, what's your favorite play? What's your favorite play to call, Coach Williams? And he goes zero blitz every time. Yeah. Like that's just what he does. He he blitzes, and actually, I don't hate blitzing a little bit on a Hail Mary attempt because if you know they're going to have to wait for the guys to get 30, 40 yards down the field, but I would at least give some help to my undrafted rookie going against the fastest player in the NFL currently. I mean, I'll say I actually, I love the call. I mean, I didn't see it. Sorry, but uh, I love the call. It's, it's totally, I mean, I'm also an idiot. It's totally the play (laughs) call I'd make in Madden um, because you know, you know that if they don't have time to get it there, then there's nothing they can do. Um, but you also you put somebody back in the end zone that is your surest tackler. That they're just sitting back there. 
Um, well, and, well and the quarter, that would be a cover which, one, right? I mean, well, that's at true. least, you know, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. So yeah, I don't think blitz, like, blitzing five, like I don't, I'm not a big fan of just blitzing like two. If you, if you watch that Cowboys game, uh, the last night we're recording this on Wednesday, the Tuesday night game, uh, right before half, Andy Dalton was going to throw a Hail Mary. The Ravens decided to blitz like one or two, got no pressure. So Andy Dalton had time to sit there, sit there, sit there. And then a guy who's not known for just chucking it deep, Andy Dalton was able to throw it 60 yards because he had plenty of time to charge up, and he is a pro quarterback. I like at least like making him roll out of the pocket like yeah. Kyler Murray was able to do it on that Hail Mary, but that's right. Kyler Murray. I don't think Derek Carr's doing that. <laughs> so I don't mind blitzing, but yeah, blitzing that many. I think if the Jets are tanking, they weren't doing it in that play to lose. They were, they've been doing it since day one when they put Adam Gase and Greg Williams as the coaches <laughs> on their team. Yeah. That's their tank job. It's, it's working masterfully. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you don't think that was necessary? Also, everyone's getting fired at the end of the season, right? I mean, yeah. terrible. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. 1 0 and 16 sure, on a record right. on your resume. I mean, yeah. But, that's, a but hard, that's a hard one to get off. I think that's also, if you know you're getting fired, why not just have make the fun play calls? Don't make the good play calls, make the fun ones. So then, if they work, you've got that good highlight reel. You know, you can say, like, oh, well, you know, I did this, I did that. And if it doesn't work, then it's like, well, we were a garbage team. You know, nothing was going to save us. So I was just, you know, trying to. I guess if they get in there and sack him, we're not talking about any of this. We're just like, yeah. great call. It's over. We might right. actually be saying, yeah, we might actually be saying, that's a real gutsy call. And it paid off Russian yeah. blitzing yeah. right there. So, Well, I mean, that I, is coaching, right? Every call you make is either the the best call ever if it works or the worst call ever if it doesn't. I mean, there's there's yeah. no Well, between. I mean, if you're playing the odds, let's see, I've got an undrafted free agent. I've got potentially the fastest guy in the NFL that he's trying to guard, and I'm giving him no help. That, I, yeah, I would – Probably think twice about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, as I mentioned, you don't want Owen 1600 resume, but there's only one other defensive coordinator that can show, or there might be two, but I know one defensive coordinator that also has an Owen 16 on his record. Oh, no, that was Greg Williams at the Browns also. He has <laughs> right. that twice. He might get that twice on his resume. That's impressive. Well, he won't get it this year because he's fired. True. Yeah, so from from a winless team that was able to remain winless to an undefeated team that was not able to keep a zero on their record. We got the Steelers who washed to a team without a name, the Washington football team. <laughs> oh, um, man. What do we think? So I actually want to start with LJ because we know his love for the Steelers quarterback and how much he's been defending him forever. Should the Steelers be worried, LJ? All right, so I've got a real hot take for you guys. Um, that I, I didn't watch the whole game, but I watched uh, a fair amount of the highlights and, you know, I, I watched a lot of stuff that actually Ben Roethlisberger actually looked really good to me. And that's saying, I think a lot, he actually, I think he played really well with what he was given. They ran the ball really poorly, but I think Washington is just a better team than we think they are. I mean, Alex Smith is uh, something else. I mean, the way that he was able to make really tight throws in dire situations. I mean, I think that that Washington football team is an actual scary football team. If they can, if they can pull off the NFC East, which anyone should be able to. Um, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but I think that the, what they brought to the Steelers should scare everybody. And I don't think the Steelers should be like, Oh God, we're terrible. I think they should just be like, wow, we just got beat this week. We got to figure out, you know, um, what we can do to, uh, to get the the running game started uh, a little bit more consistently. But uh, other than that, I mean, they looked like a good football team. They just got beat by what looked like a better football team, which is weird to say. Yeah, I mean, 
The the Steelers went. This is the second straight game where they've had Roethlisberger throw it fifty plus times. They also have some receivers dropping a lot of balls right now. That's yeah. an issue they need to get fixed. But looking at their rushing stats for this past week, and and James Conner's been out the past two weeks with COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one and a half yards per carry mm. on Monday on Monday. That Gross. that just ain't gonna cut it. That, yeah. And Washington, as you said, I think this showed me two things. Washington is. Better than I was giving them credit. I thought they were just like okay, they're they're frisky. I I, I think frisky is a good word for them. Yes, I agree. Alex Smith's not going to just dominate you, but he's not going to just screw up the game. And that defense can keep Alex Smith in there, where a drive here or there could win it. I, we we talked about that front four earlier in the year. <clears throat> they are really good up there. Well, and, and those those receivers, I mean, are are insanely skilled. They were pulling off catches and they were getting yards after or after the catch that you know are not normal. Um, and, and I I'm think saying, Washington's building something for the future. I was yeah, I talking Washington football team for the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're looking at like next year odds or something, like they're they're a real team. They're just not so quite there yet. Did this show you then, Pops? Pittsburgh, they were 11 and 0, but it, it did feel like it wasn't like when the Patriots in 07 were undefeated, or like other teams would have gone undefeated late in the year. The Broncos with Peyton Manning, like that Pittsburgh team was like, yeah, they're 11 and 0, but we were still saying the Chiefs were the better team. Do you think the Steelers are still Super Bowl contenders or like can can get this thing turned around? Because they got to get run the ball, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think Connor's coming back, right? Right. He's been activated. So yeah. I was looking up. So they're number one in team defense. They're number seven in team offense. Their remaining schedule is the Bills, Bengals, Colts, and Browns. So right now, they just if they win one of those, Baltimore's got to win out. Cleveland's got to win. If anyway, I'm getting long winded. No, I'm not worried about the Steelers. I just I think they're going to win at least one of their final games, and that gets them as a division winner, and perhaps even well, it depends on what what uh, KC does. I mean, not not, yeah. not that bad necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but but no, I'm not worried about the Steelers. They're in the playoffs. They're going to make some noise. I think they go to at least the second round. Um, I'm not worried about them. I'm just not. I think they were looking I, ahead to the Bills, maybe. They were looking ahead to the Bills next maybe week. Maybe so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there was a little combination of you heard too many players complain about how the NFL screwed them over and we go to playoff five days. And I get it, but it's it's 2020. Everybody's been screwed over, and they yep. complained too much about that. And the Washington football team was like, I don't care if you're mad or not. We're about to come in here and hit you in the mouth. And they did and got a win. I, yeah. will, I do want to throw out the Steelers' victories, which there are a lot, 11-1, and one, but – they beat the Giants before they started improvement, improving on Monday night week one, barely. It was kind of close. Beat the Broncos by five. I think LJ can tell you the Broncos aren't <laughs> the best team. Beat the Texans by seven when Bill O'Brien was still there. That's all I need to say. <laughs> they beat the Eagles. Shit show. They're in the NFC East. Uh, then they went Browns, Tennessee, Baltimore. Good Three good wins in a row. But that was all while those three teams that are we say are on the up and up, they were all struggling in that little stint. Yeah. Then barely beat the Cowboys when they were on their fourth quarterback. Bengals, Jags, and the COVID Ravens. So there's not like that resume is not as good as it looks with 11 and one. Yeah. I, I don't, I think they need that bye week because I think if they have to play the wild card division round and AFC championship, you give them too many times to get knocked off. I think they will get knocked off early because they're not just head and shoulders above people. Yeah. My opinion. I think you're right. Um, and I mentioned they just beat the Browns. The Browns. Oh, man. Coming off a huge win over the Titans. I've been hesitant because it's the Browns. I mean, I don't. I think it's pretty obvious why. But are the Browns for real, LJ? I mean, I'll tell you that early in the season, um, I, my betting strategy for the lock, the locks of the week was if uh, if an Ohio team is ever favored, you bet against it. 
And uh, I've swung the other way now. I think the Browns are a real football team, and uh, I, I I don't know where it happened. I don't know why it happened. I don't know how it happened, but something changed overnight there, and uh, it's impressive. I think they're a real football team. I think a lot has they they built well. They're they're they've they have a good little roster, and I Kevin Stefanski might just be a really good coach. I, yeah. I think he might be solid. Dad, what do you think? And they at one point they were up thirty eight to seven in the first half against the Titans, who. Or a solid team. I'm not, I don't think we're calling Super Bowl favorites, but like a week ago we said could make some noise, and they were crushing the Titans. Now, it ended up being closer, 41-35, but that score's a little closer than the game was. What do you think, Pops? Well, I do think that the biggest thing Cleveland has going for them is that rushing game. They've got two running backs that you put those two together, they may have the best two running backs in the NFL. They might you know, both be top 10 running backs in the NFL. Maybe even more than that. And, and I looked it up. So Chubb is averaging 100 yards a game, 99.9. Damn. Kareem Hunt's averaging 62 yards a game. So, I mean, just those two guys, that's 162 Damn. yards a game. Baker is a serviceable quarterback, no doubt about it. That good running game is certainly going to translate to cold weather. And – by the way, Cleveland is tied for third with 20 takeaways. So that's that's Damn, been a big deal that's in their it. success. So I think takeaways in that running game, if they can continue to do that, here's what I they're they're gonna be a tough out. I they're not gonna beat the good teams. I don't think when it counts they're gonna beat Pittsburgh. I don't think when it counts they're gonna beat Baltimore, and I don't think they're gonna beat Kansas City, but they're gonna be a tough out in the playoffs. Well, I mean, you say you say rushing game and winning the turnover battle by a large margin. Mm. I mean, those are the two stats that I think mean the most in December and January football. I don't know about February necessarily, but December and January, those stats matter. Yep, for sure. That's a good point. Well, Mayfield just came. Baker Mayfield just came off this past game. He went twenty-five for thirty-three. It's a seventy-five percent completion percentage. 334 yards, four touchdowns, and zero picks. Now, he's not going to do that ever again. That's a great stat line. Yeah. But maybe Stefanski just gotten finally has gotten to him saying, we don't need you to be great. We just need you to do the easy stuff because that run game is going to be so good that Jarvis Landry is going to be wide open at times. Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be wide open at times. You just got to just let the team do what they do, and you'll end up with 250 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. And like Pop said, they've had over 100 yards rushing in 11 of 13 games, they've gone over 203 times, and they've also gone over 300 once against the Cowboys, so I don't know how good that is. But they're, they are going to be good, and I think we're going to get to see – I want to pay attention to him here coming down the stretch because Miles Garrett's been out for a little bit with COVID, and he's back now. He was back this past week. And I think Miles Garrett – I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald, but he's really uh, he's he really drafted, good. He is really good. He's in before that he got drafted, he yeah. was in the conversation of as good of, as good a prospect we've ever seen. That's all the scouts said, and he's now on a team that's going to get to play with the lead, and that is what a pass rusher needs. Yeah, and it it makes those defenders better. I think Miles Garrett. If we start watching down the stretch, he's not going to make us case for defensive player of the year because he's missed some games. But we're going to go. Oh wow, that guy might be unblockable <laughs> on the end. I mean, he he reminds me, he's stylistically similar to Khalil Mack and Von Miller. I mean, he's he's the real deal for sure. Yeah. Um, move, they, and they get, uh, you mentioned at one point, you don't think they'll beat the Ravens. They do get to play Monday Night Football, Browns versus Ravens. The Ravens need to keep winning. Ooh. Yeah. And the Browns want to show their fruit. I'm excited about that one. That could be a really Me too. Yeah, I think it'll be a really good game, but game. I do think the Ravens are going to come out on, on the good end of that. I, I, think so too tough call. but that yeah that's gonna be a tough call let's um we're going back let's see let's go to the nfc nfc east here 
the Eagles <laughs> making a switch to Jalen Hurts at quarterback. That is now makes Carson Wentz, I, I have to assume, the most expensive backup quarterback <laughs> in NFL history. Yeah. In June of 2019, Wentz signed a four-year extension through 2024 for 109.9 million guaranteed. And right now, if he's not on the roster in 2021 for the Eagles, he will cost them 59.2 dead money, mm. 59.2 million dead money on the cap. Wow. And if he's not on the roster in 2022, he'll cost them 24.5 million in dead money. So they got a decision to make. What what if the Eagles do? Do you like the decision moving to Hurts, LJ? What do you what do you think? I mean, if it's not working, move on. Uh, I mean, it hadn't been working all year. I just I feel bad for Sam Bradford with his arms crossed and his giant shoulder pads not being number one anymore. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's I think I think you got to try out your your new toy. I think uh, Jalen Hurts is probably going to be a really good quarterback. Um, but you've got to find out. And uh, if Carson Wentz ain't doing it, you know, you got to do something. You can't just sit there and wait for him to. Um, because they're still in the they're in the hunt. You know, like they're genuinely in the hunt. So you genuinely try something. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're two games out, or really a game and a half out, because they have a tie. Yeah. So a game and a half out of the NFC East and. The Giants and Redskins, Washington football team, are both playing a lot better, and, yeah. I, and I do think they're frisky, but it wouldn't shock me to see them lose a few games down the stretch and the Eagles could get right back in it. So I kind of get Jalen Hurts maybe being the spark, but Pops, you just put money into Wentz. I, I don't know. What do, you th- what do you think about this situation in general? Well, <clears throat> I kind of <clears throat> started looking this up, and I got a little bit on Nick Foles. And one of my questions on that was, why was Nick Foles successful – at Philadelphia, and I think Carson Wentz was early that year. Yeah, um, he was. And he was. In, he was having an MVP type year. He was he definitely was. in the running. And and he's not. Nick Foles is not successful now. He can't keep Mitch Trubisky on the bench, right? <laughs> so, so the only here's what I came up with. What well, ex, okay. ex, expectations? It's yeah. expectations because Carson Wentz was still kind of playing under the glow of the of the high pick, and and I think. You know, then Wentz, I mean, then Foles comes in and he's got nothing to prove to anybody. I mean, whatever he does is gravy. He plays out of his mind, wins the Super Bowl. Uh, and then I think, didn't the next year was it Wentz came back, comes back, but he gets a concussion in the first playoff game or something? I think has a um, yeah. decent year, gets a concussion, goes out. I mean, his confidence is ruined. And I think it's, expectations is what killed him. Look at Foles. He went to Jacksonville with expectations and Gardner Minshew put him on the bench, right? Yeah. Then he goes to Chicago to start and he can't keep the job. So I I just think that's huge in a player's psyche. And I'm not saying I would handle it any better, but I think that's Wentz. All the expectations on him have just, he's crumbling. And can he get it back? I think you play Jalen Hurts the rest of this year, see what you got. And then you have, I think you have an open quarterback uh, competition in training camp next year and let the best guy come out. You keep Wentz on there for a backup for $59 million, for God's sake. I don't know what <laughs> they could do unless somebody takes him in a trade. So I think you play Hurts. Texans will probably do it right. They'll all swallow him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the thing. I, I mentioned this. I, I don't know if I said this on the pod, but I mentioned it. I know when I was talking to Pops over the weekend – I would love, and it's because I just don't, I'm not a huge Garoppolo guy. I would love for them to find a way to get Wentz to the 49ers. Cause I think that's interesting. I think, you know where the problem is that you were asking what happened with Foles, what happened with Wentz and all this. What happened is the Eagles do what a lot of, co- Doug Peterson does what a lot of coaches accidentally do. And they, 
they don't call plays and run offense that's suitable for their quarterback. Instead, yeah. they try to make their quarterback fit their system. When you, yeah. If you remember, when they won the Super Bowl, Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. That's right. He is, he is really – if you've watched the Colts the past few years, they've had Jacoby Brissett, they've luck one of those years, and now Phil Rivers. They, he runs an offense that's good for that quarterback, yeah. not and, – and, and that's what Peterson – it's been downhill ever since Frank Wright left because I think he tries to make these – what is it? Uh, a square peg fit into a round hole or whatever. Yeah. And Wentz is good. I think Wentz is super talented, but he is broken at the Eagles. He stinks. And I think the move is legit because Wentz, it ain't working with Wentz. And you still got a shot. So let's see what Hurts got. Maybe Hurts tells you right away, oh, this isn't an NFL quarterback. And you go back to Wentz next year. Or maybe he shows you we need a competition. But I think it's the right move. And just they're in trouble. They're in trouble. No doubt about it. <laughs> Um, was there any other games of note this past weekend that you guys want to bring up, LJ? Well, I feel like it's worth mentioning the 45 to 0 shellacking that the Patriots put on the Chargers. Um, and especially I'm looking at the stats right now from that game and Damian Harris had a pretty solid game, but basically nobody else on the Patriots had like what you would call a, a great game and they just absolutely destroyed the Chargers in every meaningful way. Um, so I feel like, you know, it's at least I mean, because last week on the podcast, I think that was a pick em, And we all on the podcast were afraid to even touch it because we when I think Prestige Worldwide, he, he said Patriots, right? Oh, Pops, yeah, you, you might remember be right. that. You might be right. I think yeah. our bonus pick at the end, Uncle Tony threw out a Prestige Worldwide said Patriots. And yeah, he was pretty safe on that one. It ended yeah. up being 45 points safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but LJ, you're right to the if you look at stats, it doesn't seem like that bad, but. Where it was is special teams. Bill Belichick ruined them. Uh, they had, a, I believe it was a, the kicker missed, the Chargers kicker missed a 46-yard field goal. And then right before half, they tried another field goal, got blocked for a touchdown. They also gave up a punt return for a touchdown. I believe they also gave up a kick return for a touchdown. They just got, they just were terrible on special teams. Well, just real quick, I'm looking at the stats right now, and there is no stat for the Patriots having a kick return. So I guess... They probably only caught the – it was only at halftime, um, and they probably kneeled it. So it was just a punt return touchdown. That's wild that there was only one kickoff from the <laughs> – Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, Could have only been one kickoff yeah. if you score zero <laughs> true, points. True. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. It's just – that's one of those games where – and I don't – is that Bill Belichick deciding that, oh, special teams is where we can beat them? Or, or like, I guess Bill Belichick versus rookie quarterback? I don't know. Because it was – like you said, Cam Newton still – does not look very good at all. Do you have his stats uh, stat line? I think it had like 80 12, yards 19, 69 yards and a touchdown, and then 80 yards rushing. Or I'm sorry, 48 yards rushing on 14 attempts and two touchdowns. They almost had more points than passing yards. That's incredible. <laughs> well, Jared Stidham actually had 61 passing yards, so they as okay. a team had about 130 passing yards. But well, that's a little better. Okay. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> Um, other games, Pops, did you have any other game you well, wanted to bring Yeah, I've got there? two to mention, and one I'll go real quick because you kind of mentioned it early, but Cleveland beating Tennessee, I thought that was I thought oh, that huge. was huge. I huge. really did. I, I didn't expect that. I mean, we've got to give t- Cleveland some credit on that. Uh, the other one that really stuck out to me is the New York football Giants oh, beating man, yeah. the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Wow. Um, if you look – at total yards in the game, Seahawks 327 to Giants 290. So they outdid them there. First downs, 21 for the Seahawks, 13 for the Giants. Total plays, 70 for the Seahawks, 55 for the Giants. So here, kind of in looking and reading, I'm like, what the hell happened? And and I did see a, this diagrammed out. 
uh, on the internet, but where they did a play action pass, I think the second play of the game, and the defensive backs, the corners, the safeties don't bite at all. And I think the reason wow. they don't bite yeah. at all is because they play action pass all the time. Yeah. They haven't had a running game. Yeah. And and so they play action pass so much that the play action is no longer effective. Yeah. And and that's what's happening to the Seahawks. And they got to get that together. I still think they're a good team, but hell, San Francisco may come back and make the playoffs out of that out of yeah. that division. It's that I think I think we've seen Kingsbury's. I think we've seen Arizona. I don't think they're going to make it. I think, you know, uh, Kyler Murray may have a little shoulder injury. I'm not sure. Uh, but the Rams, the, the 49ers are, don't count them out. And, and I surely the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. But And they will. I think they got too good a coach. They got too good of a quarterback. Um, they'll get it right. But I just thought that really stuck out to me. The damn yeah, Seattle Seahawks yeah. getting beat by the New York football Giants is crazy. And watching that game, I know when you look at the stats like you mentioned, it looks like kind of fluky, but I felt like watching that game, the Giants were, they were the better team. Like it wasn't that yeah. fluky of a win. I felt like the Giants were better. And that's surprising considering I thought the Giants at earlier this year were headed to possible first pick. Like it was going to be New York or New York for first pick. What? And I forgot. Joe Judge is doing something there. That, that worries me as a Cowboy fan. The Giants and yeah. football team both look decent. And who was the quarterback for the Giants in that game? Do you recall? Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. <laughs> I mean, the Cowboys better be concerned. That damn yeah. coach over at New York is 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 obviously got something to him. And yeah. they're going to be a problem for a while. Yeah. I mean, they, got, they don't have Saquon, uh, uh, Saquon Barkley. I mean, they're, they're going to get better, not worse. Well, I mean, they had they had like uh, let me see, they had a hundred or uh, yeah, hundred and ninety rushing yards without Saquon Barkley. I mean, wow, yeah, wow. wow. When you get beat by Wayne Gallman and, and Colt <laughs> McCoy, uh, wow, it says something. Yeah, Let's the ghost see. of Alfred Morris. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's any other. Yeah, yeah, he had a good, he had a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the last game I want to throw out, and then we can get to our locks. Uh, oh, actually, I do want to ask this question: Why does the do the Broncos always play the Chiefs kind of tough? LJ, do they know they never beat the Chiefs? At least Mahomes Chiefs, but it, it's always kind of tight. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just that's that's what comes with rivalries. Is that's the Broncos? I think have already resigned to this year is this year. You know, we're gonna get what we get. But we're gonna try to take it to Chiefs and Raiders when we can because those are the two teams that they give a shit about. Um, I think it's just rivalry. That's that's one of the few rivalries in the NFL that I feel are still absolutely very much alive, even though, I mean, the Broncos are garbage. So it's not like it's it's like, uh, you know, um, when you were like six and I was like 10 and you try to beat me up. I mean, it's it's silly, <laughs> but like every now and then you'd make it close. And uh, and that's how they are. So I think that's all it is. Well, yeah, so I, I wouldn't throw that game out because if you look at it, you might go, oh, should the Chiefs be worried? No, I'm not no. worried about the Chiefs. That's something about the Broncos Chiefs. Yeah. It's just going to be kind of close. It's, that's what happens. Uh, I, I want to shout out, though, because the guy a, a while back ago, we talked about Wentz and Josh Allen. I'm out on Wentz just like the Eagles. <laughs> Josh Allen, I'll give credit where it's due. He had a hell of a game on yeah, Monday night. The Bills got their first win on Monday night, and I think, 20 years, which is incredible Whoa. to me. It's kind of because they don't get a lot of Monday night games, but – First yeah, but like, is that like years. back in Jim Kelly days? Like that's <laughs> wow. wow. It's back yeah. there. And Josh Allen went 32 for 43, 75, four touchdowns. I mean, he was just slinging it, looking great out there. The Bills, it's not the team I'm used to. When I think of Bills, I don't know why. I, th- I just think run the ball and good defense and might win a few games. 
that team's like a half line offense, and they don't even have John Brown. They're going to get him back. Yeah. They're going to score some points. So I just want to give a little shout-out to the Bills because they, they got a good win. And then on the other side, Nick Mullins threw 300 yards. Uh, I, I saw a stat, and it, it is baffling. Quarterbacks, in, for the most yards in their first 12 games in their career, number one, Patrick Mahomes, not that shocking. Yeah. Number two, Andrew Luck. Not that shocking because right. he was the you know was like the next John Elway or whatever. Yeah. Number three is Nick Mullins. Wow. <laughs> He's had twelve games because he comes in when guys get hurt and he had like garbage uh, a couple years ago before they got Garoppolo. Yeah. That is just insane to me that he's number three on that list. I would that's not. Have, that's incredible. a good like bar bet for you. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is a good bar bet. Um, I think that wraps up. Week 13, the Cowboys did their job, losing again, headed for that higher <laughs> pick. I'm a little worried. Like We talked about the, the football team and Giants look like, even if they're not going to win a playoff game this year, like for the future, they look like they're doing something. The Cowboys are going in the wrong direction. Now, I know they don't have their quarterback, but even even Troy Aikman was like, I don't know what you do. They had a, they ran for 300-something yards, and at and the last touchdown, you hear a, a Ravens, Offensive lineman look at the camera and go, easy money. It's easy money out here. And it was. I mean, they were just gashing them. It was awful. It was. I think the um, Cowboys ought to have like an assistant coach go out to some COVID parties and try to get their season canceled. That's probably what they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and JJ discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. 
Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, well, now let's go to Bet Online. I want to ask you guys a question, then we'll go to our locks of the week. I thought it was interesting. AP Coach of the Year Awards. The oh. odds right now have Mike Tomlin to win it. I thought that might go down since he's not undefeated anymore. Number two is Brian Flores. Number three is Kevin Stefanski. Then our NFC East with Joe Ju- or Ron Rivera and Joe Judge. Who do you guys like for uh, for Coach of the Year this year? Do you have anybody that's kind of come to mind? I, uh, Joe Judge is a dark horse. Uh, I'm really interested in him because if the, if he if the Giants win the NFC least, I think you got to really look hard at at Judge. Well, I, I, okay, so I feel weird, uh, you know, picking the other side on what we thought were the you know the most garbage division in the world. But Ron Rivera overcoming, you know, beating yeah. beating cancer with a quarterback that probably two quarterbacks had a, went down and brought Alex Smith in. I mean, he's on his third. When well, they brought Alex Smith back in after what I mean, a life ending injury, like he almost died like three times. Potentially, yeah. Uh, I mean, and and what they've been able to do with with so little um, hope, and so I mean, it's just really impressive. And I think the story there can lead a lot of voters uh, towards towards him. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think those are all good choices, though. I, I'm interested in, in Flores. I'm interested in all of those. A kind of dark horse would be just looking at the odds here. Sean Payton's plus 1,200. The Saints are winning without Drew Brees. They seem like they always win without Drew Brees, which I think that's because the defense is, steps up when he goes out. Yeah. But would you have any interest in Sean Payton winning coach of the year if they were like to win out? I, I don't think no. so. No, I don't. It seems like it becomes a, 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 I think LJ's right. It kind of becomes a good story award. So like yeah. Rivera would be, a, I think Rivera is, if they can either win out, maybe because they have a chance of getting to eight and eight, right? That would be, That'd be we were talking fun. about one of those teams going seven and nine and, and being in the playoffs. And now one of them could get to 500. That Those two interest me. The NFC, I wish I could just bet on the NFC, which I guess I could just bet on both of the coaches and, when I'm we'll get there, but well, and 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 back on uh, Sean Payton, I'm looking at their future schedule, and they've got the Eagles next week, but then they've got the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the Panthers. All can be tough wins, yeah, um, with or without Drew Brees. So, um, I I don't know that I put a lot of money on Sean Payton right now, just as a because I think it's a bit of a flyer. And just while I'm looking at it, at, at one point the MVP award was Patrick Mahomes of the field. They've now reopened it back up. It's still Patrick Mahomes' favorite, but Aaron Rodgers, God, creeping up there. He's having a good season. He's having a good season. Um, let's go to our locks of the week, our bet online locks of the week. And actually, LJ, you did some research, correct, to kind of look at how we've done so far? I, you know, I did. I uh, I looked up the I, I listened to all of our old podcasts because we don't have an intern to do that. So I'm I'm that intern. Um, and, uh, and so I listened to, to all of our old locks of the week for the last, uh, couple of months. And I found, uh, cause well, and I really wanted to, is, I was very is this motivated. this year, this, this is this year, 2020. Okay. And I was quite motivated because I was pretty sure that I would be almost undefeated. Like, uh, I think I had like one loss. Well, it turns out I had two, which is exactly how many both of you had. 
But it just turns out since Kevin has put, uh, he's been on pretty much every episode since the football uh, season started. He's looking at 80% correct, which I mean, Vegas would not let you bet if you're 80% correct. I mean, that's a problem. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I do more than just one bet each weekend. I'm not 80% on those other bets that, that I didn't call. I'm so, a little below. <laughs> so our podcast rates are Kevin at 80%, Pops at 75%. I'm rocking 71.43, which is uh, amazing, but also disappointing because I thought I was winning. Um, <laughs> Tony's sitting at 62 and a half and Jacob is sitting at 50%, but he hadn't had as many chances of us. And he's doing it off air a lot. So, you know, you can't you can't blame him. He he just phones in or he he emails in his answers. So um, but I, we're doing pretty great. And then the other thing that I noticed is because we always talk about how we're giving you just free parlays. And uh, basically every time we have everybody but one person win, um, it's me that lost it. So I'm the parlay <laughs> so breaker. The- <laughs> LJ, the parlay breaker. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty accurate. But if uh, if you want to put money down on everybody but me, you might have better odds on that parlay. So just throwing that out there. Hmm. Look at there. All right. Well, so that gets us right to our bet online locks of the week this way. Whereas LJ said, we're giving you free money. Now, keep in mind, LJ is going to give one here. So <laughs> if, if you really like two of them, then just know one of them will get broken. Uh, let's start with you, Pops. Do you have a lock this week? I do. I mean, I have a lock. This was a tough week for me. And this I will say week. this is not my lock at all, but I'm a little interested in the red rifle going back to Ooh. Cincinnati to play. Okay. Uh, now they're, okay. they're Dallas is a three and a half point favorite. And so I, there's I'm not betting that, <laughs> but, uh, oh, is Dallas a favorite in anything? In anything. I can't believe that, but so maybe we should take Cincinnati. I mean, but <laughs> at any rate, that was interesting. But I think for my lock of the week, uh, I'm going to take Detroit is getting nine points yeah. against Green back Bay. Back-to-back weeks, we are taking Detroit in our locks. Huh? They, well, going they, back to the well, LJ had them last week, I think. They right? came yeah, out last right. week. I know we talked about them. And I'm, nine is a lot of points. I don't think Green Bay has as much to play for. I just don't think they're as excited. And 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 they, we're on week two of of getting Matt Patricia out of there. Um, so anyway, that looking at them, I'm taking Detroit plus nine. They're at home. They're a home dog getting nine points. That's my lock of the week. All All right. right. Well, that one's tough to me because nine points does seem like a lot. Stafford can get you a a backdoor cover. All right, LJ, what what do you got this week? Well, I've got a couple picked out. I guess on a scale of one to ten, how bold do you want me to be? I mean, I I just want you to be right. I want you to be right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, if I'm going to be right, and 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 I will be right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the um, the Jaguars are uh, uh, playing against Derrick Henry, and they've got an awful rushing defense. And uh, so the Titans with their minus nine, I think, will absolutely take care of that. Um, I'm taking the Titans minus nine, no problem whatsoever. I like that one too because the Jaguars aren't good. The Titans are good. Jaguars don't stop the run. The Titans run. And the Titans just came off a, a game where they kind of got embarrassed. They were down, like I mentioned, 38-7 at one point. Yeah. Vrabel, I think, is going to have those guys ready to come out. They're not going to fool around. With Sometimes you overlook a team like Jaguars. Titans ain't overlooking by this week. I uh, I wrote down in my notes, Derrick Henry will eat. And that's the only note I needed to know how that line was going to go. So. <laughs> it looks like I don't. Am I just missing it? Did they take the – oh, no, here it is. Seahawks minus 13 and a half. Yeah, never mind that. 
that's too many points. Even though it is against the Jets, I saw that. Too many points. My lock of the week is going to be the lone pick them on the board as of right now, the Texans. I like the Texans over the Bears. You okay. give me a pick them. Yeah. It's basically I'm just going to Sean Watson will find a way to win that game. That's yeah. that's what I'm betting on. And and just have Bears just be disappointed yet again that they they draft they traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky in a draft where Deshaun Watson and both Mahomes were both were there. So yeah. just a game that just haunts all Bears fans and then Watson will just do what Watson does. What's your, um, bow, so we, what's your bow pick, LJ? I'm interested in what yeah, your bow I'm pick. Yeah, I'm intrigued. All right, I got two bold picks if you want to lose some money, too. Um, but, so <laughs> so the, Now, we did say LJ breaks other parlays. Now, you could do an LJ this parlay. This could be an LJ parlay right here. This could be an LJ parlay. Uh, so so the Bills are are given the Steelers two and a half points on this. And I just think the Bills are, are the real deal. I, I really do. I just think they're the real deal. And I think they're going to win that game outright by over three points. Um Dad, if the Broncos were to just stop being a team ever, LJ would be a Bills fan. I think, I, I I think so. I think you're fan. right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been saying for about 15 years, the Bills are the real deal. And uh, it's worked out well for me so far. Um, <laughs> and my other bold pick is, uh, uh, so Tampa Bay has the best running defense in the NFL. And Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the NFL. So that's a hell of a matchup. They're both fighting for that last wild card spot. So that's, that is the game to watch. I think the Tampa Bay's run defense has just been lucky that they've been playing bad teams. And I think Dalvin Cook will blow them out. I think Kirky Poo will win a noon game on a Sunday. And so wow. Vikings. Well, he does thrive in noon games. He yeah. does thrive. Plus six and a half on a Sunday afternoon. I'm in all the way on the Vikings. Give me those Vikings. I mean, you do have Tom Brady and the Bucks coming off a bye. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. And their last game, didn't they get beat in their last game? Oh, to the Chiefs. And they gave it that big. Uh, that, that seems like – that intrigues me. I, I did not think the Vikings would be in the playoff. Like, they're in the hunt. Or not in the hunt. They're in the playoffs right now. Yeah, if it ends Which now. is – they were one in five. We, we were talking about them as a first round, like getting the number one pick possibly. And now they, they're back in it. And – I could see. I like that LJ. I, I don't know if I'm betting it, but I do like it. I so, like so it. I suggested the listeners put a little bit on the LJ parlay and put the rest of it on the Dad and Kevin parlay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, All right. one more game. I want to add Baltimore minus one at Cleveland. What do you guys think? Oh, I'm that? scared of that game. I don't know Are what you? to think. Yeah, I'm horrified. Just well, that's why I didn't choose it because I'm not <laughs> sure. I think Baltimore should handle that, but. Yeah. I'm scared. So I do. Uh, I like Baltimore. I like Baltimore to win that game. Uh, I think yeah. Baltimore turns things around. And I actually, let me look and see what it was. I went in, and I don't know if I love it. I just thought it was the best bang for your buck. I put a little uh, odds for the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. I kind of think they turned around and possibly okay. win the Super Bowl. Wow. They were at, what were they at? Plus 2,800. Wow. I just think I could see that offense getting back to where it was. Defense is good. I kind of think the Ravens are frisky, so I like them in that game. Pops. Yeah. But I, and plus, maybe this is a little bit of me still going. Are the Browns going to brown at some point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think I think I I do think that the Titans are uh, a really great team that have had a couple of issues, but I think they're still a really great team. And so, if the Browns are going to beat the crap out of them, then I just. I, I've either got to revise. I got to revise one of two things: either the Browns are good or the Titans are bad. And I'm not willing to say the Titans are bad, so I'm taking the Browns to be good, and that's why I'm scared of that game. Gotcha. All right. Interesting. Notice we wrap up NFL talk uh, 
on week 15, the NFL, if I'd have told you this at the beginning of this year, you'd have thought I was crazy. The NFL has flexed the week 15 Browns and Giants game to be on <laughs> Sunday night football on NBC, yeah, replacing, no replacing Niners Cowboys. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. If you you would think that. Niners Cowboys yeah. is money Sunday night football. Like, that's just going to be, you got two historic franchises. They have all those battles back in the 90s. And they're going to show all these old highlights. And they replace that for the Browns Giants. Well, and you talked about last week how stupid Cowboys fans are that they keep turning the TV on. So, I mean, that's free money. They, yeah, but that's a better game. I mean, that's crazy. That's cool. <laughs> um, all right, let's we wrap up, put a bow on that NFL stuff. Um, you know, something I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about, and I noticed it in sports, but I, I want to expand a little bit on how – how this pandemic and 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 COVID nineteen has kind of changed the way things are done. Yeah, uh, the one that I noticed this past weekend that I thought was so cool is so Coastal Carolina and BYU. They were both undefeated teams outside of the Power Five, getting no love in the college football playoffs. And then all of a sudden, Liberty cancels, and neither team has a game. So on Wednesday, middle of the week, they both call each other. And be like, hey, why don't we play each other? Because now, one of them will end up losing, but whichever team wins, you're kind of given your chance to at least give one more reason for the committee to yeah. put you in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think this, it ended up being college game day, went to Coastal Carolina, never thought I'd say that. And Coastal <laughs> Carolina gets a big win on their teal turf. And I actually really like their coach. I think I want to do a little more research on him. But I think that teams should do this for now on. I hope this is not just a pandemic thing. We kind of go, some of these teams just leave a week uh, open. That's a cool idea. Especially these non-power five schools, because you yeah. don't like like we talked about UCF a couple of years ago. They went undefeated but didn't get a chance. You you don't know when that year is going to be where all of a sudden your squad is just really good. And if that year happens, why not throw somebody on the schedule? Let's try to get this. Let, let's try to make it happen. And you need a big win to kind of propel you. All these other schools get a conference championship. Like these power five schools are going to get a conference championship that boosts them up. You don't really have that if you're in the Sun Belt. That conference championship isn't really going to boost you much. So I hope this is something that maybe can keep happening. Not just I love it. And I think that's a good idea even for the power five schools too. Where like, like imagine you're like a two loss SEC team. You got to bolster that resume because you're probably not going to play in that game. Um, and you might be that second SEC team that gets in. Um, if you can prove that you can beat, you know. Um, well, so one that good point. One that's interesting that's not happened yet, but there's kind of some people like trying to throw it out into the, to make it, make it happen by saying, just speaking of existence, you got the, the, uh, Texas A&M is ranked, I think, five. Okay. But the only problem is Florida and Alabama are ahead of them. And it, it, if you look, I think they might rank six, I should not say it. But it, if you look at it, it looks like they're going to be the odd man out. And now Ole Miss is canceled on uh, canceled on them. They don't have a game coming up. Ohio State also had Michigan cancel on them. Yeah. Mm. Ohio State has only played like five games or something because the Big Ten did their thing where they weren't going to play, then they were, then they weren't. And so you could see the college football playoff kind of penalizing both of them for one A&M just because there's two teams in their conference ahead of them and then Ohio State for not playing as many games. They'll probably put Ohio State in if they're undefeated because it's uh-huh. Ohio State yeah. money, whatever, you know. Right, right. But that would be – this. that's A&M's way to go, hey, we might lose, but this is our way to cement ourselves in if we can get this win because they're yeah. not going to play in the SEC championship. I like that. I, I think teams should do this more often. I, I yeah. think it would be so cool. And you act like the money wouldn't be there. Like – if you're Fox or whoever pays for the Michigan-Ohio State game, you've got to be thinking, well, damn, that was a lot of money that we're losing out. But if all of a sudden A&M and Ohio State are playing, you recoup all the, that loss. Like, they're, yeah. you're going to have fans watch it. Yeah. I love it. I think that's I a great idea. That's a fantastic idea. 
That's cool. Save that for 2021 for sure. So other things that have kind of we've seen how how industries have changed. Like we've seen college college sports possibly changing, and maybe it'll last. But other things I thought about, um, I I notice in 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 I work in the TV industry, and I've noticed how now that you can't have guests show up, you can't always just go set up an interview in someone's house because that might not be that smart with right. a pandemic that is raging in our country. Right. So we're doing all these Zoom calls, and people are getting smarter with it. We're getting our technology better. And there are some flaws, like sometimes there's a little delay or the internet can back out, but it's a way where any show could get Dr. Anthony Fauci or get someone who's a big name on to talk. And I've noticed that it's happening more. And I think this is going to stay where if, if news breaks on a Tuesday night, you're going to go, well, why don't we try to call him up and get him on our show Wednesday morning? He doesn't have to fly to New York or wherever that, yeah. that show's based out of. We don't have to go to there. We can just do a little Zoom interview. Now, I bet... That happens in the fight. That's yeah. just a mainstay from now on. And podcasting world, it's not as much us, but some of those, some of the the really big podcasts have noticed. Oh, I don't have to have uh, Patrick Mahomes after his great day come to L.A. to to record a podcast. We can just pop on a Zoom, like like we've been doing this entire yeah, time. Right, <laughs> pop on Skype or Zoom and yeah. do a podcast, and they're like, oh, we can do this. And so I think it's changed that industry a lot. L.J., what if I know you? You kind of experienced some some industry stuff going on with you at schools or theater where, where do you want to go with it well i mean i guess uh theater wise uh everything has changed nothing is the same anymore because obviously the idea of theater like we're all gonna sit in a room together um in a, in a tiny room and watch some actor and want to get close enough that you know they're sweating on you under all those hot lights like that's obviously a terrible terrible idea right now so our industry just um up and vanished and then like in the ashes um, what's been happening is, I mean, basically everybody has been attempting some sort of like digital show, which is kind of cool to see because everybody's experimenting with different ways. Like, are you just streaming a zoom call that you're all reading together? Or are you trying to put together like a, a complete digital package? Like it's, it's been really cool. I think like theater right now is being led by innovative, creative people instead of, uh, the money. Like it used to be all about like, um, whatever producers had the money would hire the people that they've worked with before. And now it's like, if you can show that you've got a good idea and you can execute it, if you got those two qualities, I mean, you're a commodity in, in my industry right now. Um, and, and that's kind of cool. I think that's where the power in theater should be, right, is, is in the innovators. Um, and, uh, and then school's just weird, um, by the way. I mean, every school's different, so I can only really speak to, like, what I've experienced. But, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like uh, downsides, obviously, with like so my the high school I work at is not having any in-person stuff uh, for now. And for the foreseeable future, once uh, numbers get low enough, they've got a plan to go back to in-person. But with that in mind, they've been able to like experiment with like really cool things that, you know, could hold on. Like what if uh, every student's 8 a.m. class was a was an at-home class or you could choose to do uh, a couple of at-home classes as long as you. Um, still, you know, did all your homework and stuff like that. Like, that's pretty cool. Colleges already do that a little bit. Um, and, uh, we're, we've also been able to do kind of cool things. Like there's this, uh, there's this thing my school does called spirit week where, you know, they just get kind of excited about being a school together and they've been able to do things that you would never get to do in like a normal school setting. Like we just had a rocket league tournament and rocket league is like a console video game. So, I mean, you can't have everybody bring up their console and their TV to the school to have this tournament. So we did it digitally and uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, it's a lot of fun. Um, kids are getting to do neat things that they've never gotten to do. And it's also terrible. Like, don't get me wrong. They're, they're having a rough time not being able to see their friends and stuff. But I think there's a, like you're saying, there's a lot of cool stuff that we're going to take away from this and, 
And in, in the two industries that I kind of live in, we're going to walk away with a lot of changes that are going to make a big impact on what we do going forward, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and that's where I think you, you talked about innovation and, and, and the innovative people leading. And that's one thing the companies that are really successful following this are the ones that got innovative during the pandemic. And we're realizing like you've seen restaurants have been hit really hard by this. And yeah, the ones that are kind of been able to bounce back or at least kind of make things work are the ones that are making not only delivery work, but making it still taste good. Like can yeah. I make that stuff ship to your door and still taste like it does at the restaurant? And that's going to be something if you got good at it, you're going to be able to use that for the future. Cause I'm going to go, well, I don't really want to get out, but I do want my favorite restaurant that I love. If it can ship here and not be all mushy and yeah. nasty, if it can ship here and be good. This is a bit of a real quick tangent, but uh, there are scientists working right now on making the perfect delivery fry. Um, because obviously when you get delivery fries come out and I mean, they're soggy, they're not that great. They're just, I mean, we talked a while back about the crystals with the water and you got to heat them just right or whatever. Yeah. So when you get them delivered, they're not that great. I mean, there are absolutely scientists working right now. I was listening to a podcast a little while back about some scientists talking about the, the innovations that they're making in the French fry, uh, creation, uh, methods that are going to make them better for delivery. So you'll have like a McDonald's might have two different French fry, uh, fryers, um, one for in-person dining and one for delivery dining. And if they can get that sorted out soon, I mean, could you imagine having like the perfect French fry delivered to your home? I mean, I'd, I'd be, could, yeah, because pounds. when you get in that, when you get in that styrofoam box, there's just something about the way the sweat, it sweats inside yeah. it. It just doesn't taste right. Yeah. And so if you can perfect it and I, that's where I think the, the restaurant industry hit hard because we're not, a lot of people are still working from home and I didn't think about this. Till I heard someone say it, but not having people work like in an office. I didn't realize, I didn't think about how much money restaurants make off just lunch. business people, work people going to lunch. And now that yeah. like pops, you can talk about work from home. You probably just, there's no point in getting out. Why not make a sandwich or, or make something that you're at your house. And, but when you're working in an office, you think, Hey, you know, L, do you want to go grab some lunch at X place? You want to go get a sandwich? And now they don't have that traffic. That's probably hurting them a lot. So it's going to be, yeah. how can I get people to come out? And there's this one place that gold belly, I don't know. It's, I don't know them that well, but they'll, they are specializing in the really, really fancy restaurants, like those five star places. You can get it sent to you and the, it's like frozen, but it'll still, it'll heat up. Right. It takes, it takes a while and that, and it's very expensive, but if you like love rendezvous or something in yeah. that place in oh, Memphis, oh, like they'll try to work oh, with them to where oh. they'll try to there. And, and it takes like the cook to, cause you know, these cooks are, they want their food only eaten the perfect way. They don't want you to heat it. And then it sucks because it was heated up. So then you don't like them. But that's what this gold belly does is they spend money to try to make it work. Cause then people will go, I just, I have a craving for that restaurant. I love in New York city. And yeah. if you can get that shipped to you in Texas, you'll do it. So the well, innovation I mean, is cool there. I mean, on that one more thing that I heard on a podcast, I mean, this was when the pandemic was like really pretty new, but there were restaurants that were experimenting in uh, what they would do is they would send you like, mostly processed ingredients and uh and then like you would have a video where the chef or like a zoom call with the chef where they would teach you how to cook the meal where you would have like you would have ordered you know the salmon or whatever and they'd send you the exact salmon they got from the fresh market or whatever and they'd give you all of the the different accoutrement and uh and you would uh cook along with the chef uh your meal for your family and that's i mean that's cool that's innovative. That's awesome. I mean, I would yeah. do that regardless of COVID. I mean, that'd be a cool way to cook for your family. That'd be, yeah. it's like blue apron on crack, you know? Yeah. Pops, have you had, I mean, I know you've seen 
the the, the gas industry has changed big oh, time. Oh my god! Lord. Yeah. What's been some of the biggest changes there? Well, just in general, I know the miles that I put on my vehicle have t- decreased <laughs> tremendously. Yes. yes. Uh, the the clothes, you know, I would think the clothing industry has to have been hit hard because I can wear a pair of running shorts and a t shirt <laughs> for at least a couple of days, you know, <laughs> yeah. depending on what I do. Um, and then I can tell you on on a level uh, with our business, I mean, fuel fuel sales are down at least thirty percent. I mean, wow. just people are aren't out driving. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. Like I when I I moved to Little Rock recently, but it was in the past year, and when I did it. I like was thinking on a budget for, you know, for my apartment. I thought, here's what I'll spend on apartment here. Here's what I'll spend on gas. I'm becoming nowhere near what I budget for gas because I'm not driving to work. You're not driving. So, which should help you keep the value of your vehicles a little better, you know. That's true too. um, Which may not be good for the vehicle industry, right? If I don't have to buy, I don't know. Well, and I was thinking the other day, Tammy, just for the first time, took something to the uh, the cleaners, you know, because we're not wearing nice button down shirts every single day to work. Yeah, Yeah, true. uh, There are so many people uh, that have been hit so hard. I'm I'm very, I I was talking to LJ about this the other day. I'm very fortunate that my business is still maintained. uh, And actually with with fuel prices being low as they are, I mean, per perceptually, you know, below mm-hmm. most, I think the highest price we have out there is like a dollar ninety nine. Yeah. Um, so we've actually been able to, you know, our, our profit margin has been relatively the same, even though we've lost all those gallons. The fact yeah. that gas is so cheap, uh, fuel is so cheap that we've been able to keep our profit margin, at least on fuel. It, it's, it yeah. has affected inside sales. So. I would imagine, yeah. Coke sales and, and what, what's the, what's the word for the, like they put the candy bars right by the cashier. Uh, uh, impulse, impulse, impulse sales. sales. Yeah, yeah. Impulse <clears throat> sales. I'm sure. Gone. You know, the the plexiglass people are doing pretty well because everywhere <laughs> yeah. you go, there's plexiglass. Oh, but, man. Uh, so, yeah, plexiglass, that'd be a good business to be in. Delivering, I've, sitting at home, I can see FedEx. They come down my street, FedEx, UPS, all those guys come down my street multiple times a day. Mostly just to deliver to Tammy, but not always. <laughs> um, so, so the delivery companies are doing uh, doing really well. But uh, but inter- it's been this has been a crazy crazy. Well, crazy and year. and just to you know touch on something that you know because I'm all about I think schools should probably not be meeting in person right now unless their their community is like very 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 low case numbers or something like that. However. I mean, if you want anybody working that has kids, you really need to have school in session because you can't afford. I mean, you don't want to send your kids to daycare. You can't afford daycare in a lot of cases. Hmm. So a lot of parents are are stuck at home regardless of whether their office is open or not because, you know, their kids got to watch your kids yeah. stay at home. Yeah. So it's just well, this and, is tough. This is weird. And Pops, you bringing up the, the the dry cleaners. I haven't thought about it. that's what. I thought this conversation, not interesting because it sucks to see all these people affected so hard, but you kind of notice what affects you specifically. Yeah. You don't think about the dry cleaner because you're, you're not taking your stuff there. But now that you say that, there's, I mean, if you're, if I'm working from home, I just, I don't, I don't know. If I'm working from home, I don't need to go get my shirt looking nice. Cause like you said, I'm wearing a hoodie a yeah. lot of days. Right. And it, this, like, like you said, 2020 has been a tough year, but I do think the one positive we can glean from it is, the innovators are kind of the people that are going to move forward in this. And that's what I like to I, personally, I like to see the, the innovative people who are, instead of just going, we're not going to do it that way because we've always done it this way. We're having to adapt and go, what, what's a better way we can do it. And 
that's where you're getting some young, innovative people. To- well, and, and if I could just advocate for, I mean, let's keep that going forever. I mean, that yeah. should be the way the world works is that the people that are trying new and experimental and awesome things should be rewarded for that because mm-hmm. that's, that's what pushes us forward for sure. So yep. I love I that. Agree. Now let's just get this vaccine and let's try to get. <laughs> Please, I want to go COVID-19 back to a theater. Oh my god, I'm tired of doing. Me too. Every, every yeah. theater artist is asking me to work on their podcast. Uh, I want to be in a theater right now. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, the whole the whole world could uh, relate to this. This isn't said often, but the whole world could relate to what Des Bryant tweeted the other night. If you <laughs> oh saw. Des Bryant was not able to play because he tested positive for COVID-19. And he was like, went on a rant. He at one point said he was done playing football. He's going to quit. And then he backed off. But then he did at eight o'clock said, I'm about to drink some wine and cope. And like the whole world was like, that's just my my year in a nutshell. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. It's yeah. It's crazy because I'm, I'm with that where it's like my, my mood swings with uh, the emails that I get on a, on a weekly basis. Sometimes I feel like everyone in the world hates me. And sometimes I feel like life's good. And uh, yeah, so I get Des Bryant on a, on a very spiritual level these days. It's probably to wrap up and kind of on a serious note, but like it, it's, it, it's worth checking in on your people. This, that Fact, round. I mean, yeah. cause uh, and a lot of people, it's just days or, or even not even a whole day, just like, like an hour or two can be really tough. And it's just for a lot of people, this is even harder than we realize. So it's, yeah. No doubt. It's a tough year for sure. I'm ready to get past it. I'm ready to get past it and to, to better times. Well put. Um, I want to end on this. Have you guys heard about the possible Galactic Federation? What? No. What? <laughs> a former Israel space security chief says there's ex- extraterrestrials do in fact exist and Trump knows about it and has an agreement with him. There's no way. There's, okay, oh, I'm no. You don't know about this? There's no way that's po- that, that, that uh, of, of all the people that would know about a secret that nobody else in America knows about, he would keep Trump it. Trump would, yeah, he couldn't keep a secret. I, I would tell you, that's bullshit right there. He would immediately there. say, look, the Democrats have told you for years, those socialist <laughs> Democrat liberals have told you that there's no aliens, but I have proof immediately. So a former Israel space security chief, his name is Haim Ashed. I'm probably saying that wrong. I apologize. But Sorry, Haim. He, uh, he sent some eyebrows up by saying that earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a galactic federation. He put that <laughs> the UFOs have asked not to publish that they are here, that humanity is not ready, is what the former head of Israel's defense ministry's space directive told an Israel newspaper. Uh, what else did he say? He said that the a respected professor and retired general Ashed said the aliens were equally curious about humanity and were seeking to understand, quote, the fabric of the universe. And then he put, quote, there is an a, agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. I mean, do you believe any second of it? Or no. is this guy? No, no, no. Cocoa this guy, this guy needs to either smoke a blunt or stop smoking his blunt. One or the other. He's got a problem that he needs to deal with. But a shed told I the newspaper it. that U.S. President Donald Trump was aware of the extraterrestrials existence and had been, quote, on the verge of revealing information, <laughs> but was asked not to in order to prevent mass hysteria. Yeah, sure. OK, um, yeah. that that's the thing that really I. I could potentially believe the rest of it, but that exact moment is where this whole story is dead to me. Let's see. NASA (laughs) said, although we have yet to find signs of extraterrestrial life, NASA is exploring the solar system and beyond to help us answer fundamental questions, including 
whether we are alone in the universe. I, I'm a huge uh, conspiracy guy and I'm all with like aliens are out there somewhere. I don't think there's like a, a handshake between aliens. Like they're just here living with us. Yeah. And then again, monoliths are popping up everywhere. LJ, yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, I saw this headline. I thought I have to bring this up. I love the it. I'm glad you brought it up. I'm going to have to look up more on it because it, it's really interesting. That's really cool. I just don't believe a word of it. <laughs> I, and there's also, I think this guy's like 80 something years old. And there's some other stories. If you Google around, that might make you go, oh, this guy might be a little off his rocker. I There's, think. There are some stories that might make you feel that way outside of what <laughs> you just told me. <laughs> outside of the quotes I just read to you, there's some other stories that might make you feel that way. So just take that all with a, a, a tad bit of grain of salt there. Cool find, though. Cool find. Seriously. Um, is there anything else do y'all want to do? We haven't done one in a while. Do you want to wrap up with the, what we're listening to? Oh, do you maybe have I think we ought to wrap up like we always do, Kevin, which we haven't in a while. But uh, <laughs> I definitely have one if you're if you do or if either one of you do. Uh, give me give me one, Pops. Who you got? I am all over Tyler Childers lately. And okay. he is a, kind of a red dirt country uh, kind of guy. He's got two songs that I have fallen in love with. Little Feathered Indians, which uh we could just say one of our favorite artists, Jed Harrelson, covers quite well. Um, great, great, great song. And then he's got another one, Lady May, uh, that I just really love. So so uh, Tyler Childers, I'll be posting a little bit of that on the website. Um, now, quickly, Indy Ari and Bonavir are both been kind of in my in my group lately. But, Good uh, stuff. But, but, but Tyler Childers is who I'm going with this week. <laughs> So I have one for sure. I I didn't have. I don't know why I haven't realized this, but Run the Jewels had Run RTJ Four oh, come out, yeah. and that came out earlier this year. But I just got back into it, and Ooh, uh, la, just, la, ah, wee, wee. <laughs> yeah, that whole album I'm digging it. But my what we're listening to goes to Claire Rosencrantz, specifically okay. the song Sugar Water. She just has a super cool vibe to her. Is that the one you I sent me a little while back? Yes, it that's is. cool. That's really cool. There's not a whole lot of her on Spotify. There's like five or six songs, but I like all five or six of them. And especially that Sugar Water one. She's got a cool little sound to her. I'm, I'm all over it. So. Very cool. Very cool. LJ, have you stumbled across one? I know you just in general, since we haven't done one in a while, it can be pretty much anybody. Well, so, um, so, you know, the Spotify does the year, year wrapped or whatever every right, year. Right. And so I guess it's worth pointing out the the song that I've listened to the most in the last uh, uh, 365 days <laughs> is uh, a song called Why I Love the Moon by Phony People. Um, it's a great song. It's just a really fantastic song. Um, I think it also, I've listened to it 21 times in the last year and it's my most listened to song. So I, I don't listen to many songs twice, um, is what I've learned from my rap, but Clearly, it's, a, yeah. it's a really good song. I listened to, I think it said like 1700 different artists and, uh, my most listened to song was that one with 21 listens. So, um, very interesting. I'm mixing I will up. listen to it soon. Yeah, please do. Say, say, say the name again. I just want to have it searched. Uh, so why I love the moon and I is spelled I, I, I. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And phony people, but people is spelled PPL. I, they're really good. They're, it's a good band. Really good band. Cool. They also All have right, a well, tiny desk. Just throwing that out there. Tiny desk. Always a fan of a good tiny desk. Yeah. All right. I think that will do it for us this week. As LJ laid out earlier, we have some great. Oh, I never I never said a uh, Manscaped. Uh, up to you. You can throw one in. I'll try to find a place for it. Or we can just say, fuck it. Either way. I say we do the, the latter. All right. All right, that will do it for this week's pod. We have a lot of good stuff for you. And as we mentioned earlier, our locks, 
may not always be great for a parlay, but <laughs> if you just bet all three separately, we have pretty good odds of hitting a few. You just make sure you're going over to bet online and put in the promo code armchair if it's your first time over there. Promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to, wherever you listen to podcasts, we'll be there. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and give us a rate. Review us if you will. It really helps. And you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Just type in Just Press Play Pod. All right, guys, that'll do it. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Hey, do y'all want to hear my favorite thing that didn't get in the pod? Yeah. That was, can that just be like a new thing you do at the end of every yes, pod? Yes, actually. <laughs> well, I wanted to do it actually does the, do the, pod, the best like, segment I, of all time right there. Let's I, hear think, I think the the fastest 40 times, some of these guys you'll know. I want to I want to give you the guys the fastest 40 right. times, like of active players and then ever, okay? Okay. So, number one, John Ross, 4-2-2. Two, two. Wow. Number two, Marquise Goodwin, 4.27. Henry Ruggs, 4.27. Tyreek Hill, 4.29. Javelin Gibbery, do you even know this guy? He's with uh, Never the New York Football Jets, 4.29. Never even heard of him. This one surprised me. Andy Isabella with the Arizona Cardinals, 4.31. He is tied wow. for fourth. Did well, I always that. hear everybody that talks he's about him. Deceptively fast. fast. He's, he's the burner. He's the burner. Like you always hear the announcer say that. So it makes sense that he runs a four. That's probably why they say it. There's one guy I haven't even said yet. Paris Campbell. Guy I don't even know. He's with Indianapolis. Four three one. Will Fuller. Four three two. Wow. Raheem Mostert. That, was that with or without PEDs? Because I bet he can well, go that, faster. That was in 2018. That might have been a PEDs. <laughs> that was pre-Brian Cushing. Okay. <laughs> and then Raheem Mostert was last on the list with a 4-3-2, tied for fifth. Now, fastest 40 times ever on earth. Bo Hit me. Jackson. Yeah, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. Now, That's amazing. This was tied. It wasn't laser, though. It, it wasn't laser. It was tied. I got it. So Usain Bolt's on this list. So it was Bullet Bob Hayes. What they did is they took a 100-yard dash, and they took 40 yards out of it. So you take the start and the end out. But Bo Jackson, during a 100-yard dash, ran 40 yards in 4.13 seconds. Bullet Bob Hayes from the Cowboys, 4.19. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt, 3 Nine, nine. No. So, so what they're doing, Dad, is they're getting a the one hundred yard. They're taking the one hundred yards, and they're just like when they hit top speed. I, well, obviously, yeah, it's Bolt, really count, yeah. Bolt, you know, he's not hitting his stride till the last half of that hundred yard dash because yeah. he's got such a long stride. So I'm sure that at about fifty meters or whatever, I'm not sure how a meter and a, I think a meter's a little shorter than a yard, right? So I think so, but they're pretty close. But at any rate, so when he's at top speed, they started. Putting the time to it, three nine nine for Usain Bolt. Could you imagine that guy in a football uniform? He probably has oh. skill of hands, but damn, he's fast. <laughs> I mean, even if he drops most of them, you throw at him, it's still worth throwing three or four a game at him. I mean, oh man, crazy. have a guy out there with both on his jersey. You play yeah. the Chargers with this powder blues <laughs> and the little lightning bolt. Oh, that is some marketing right there. That's a marketing. That's a great call. By the way, anyway. uh, just real quick before we start recording, uh, I did want to say, since you're talking about speed, um, rest in peace, Chuck Yeager. I mean, that's he, he wasn't a big deal to me necessarily, but like obviously a huge part of our history. Uh, first to break the sound barrier. Pretty cool. Yeah. So rest in peace. Yeah. R.I.P.